This is Round the World with Cracklin' Jane. Let's eavesdrop on Brothers Ray and Rex, both hitting the books in the late afternoon. Hey Rex, uh, hand me over another piece of that uh, graph paper. You know, Ray, it stymies me why we have to study this stuff anyway. I just don't see how it could ever be used. Pipe down and get your homework done. But I'm bored with trigonometry and geometry and... Oh, Rex, don't be a dope. There's no way for us to know ahead of time how this would be used. It's like carrying around a hammer. You never know when you're going to need to pound in a nail. Oh, for Pete's sake, Ray. I can't take it anymore. Cotangents and angles and dodecahedrons and... Hey... Hey, where are you going? Now, where did I put that? I'm getting out that Kingsley Industries time travel burlap sack Grandma got me for my birthday. This is the bottom of the line model, so I have no idea where this thing is going to take me. Hey, Rex! Wait! Hey, where'd he go? Oh, for the love of criminy.
Zeit und Tag in Dampfer schlingen. Das hab ich mausen, lasst uns mit Rappel fertig sein. Wer nicht zu Hause, der bleibt daheim. We heard some student leader sung by the Manhattan Quartet in 1927, whereupon Larry Clinton and his 1938 orchestra did a study in blue. And speaking of students studying, we left brothers Ray and Rex poring over their homework 
Only Rex had had it. In an attempt to escape his academic duties, he climbed into the Kingsley Industries time travel burlap sack he got from Grandma for his birthday and disappeared, leaving behind a befuddled brother Ray. Boys, get washed for dinner. Uh, where's Rex? Uh, I'm not sure, Ma. Uh, we were just studying our geometry and uh, he got up and wandered off and uh, I haven't seen him for a while. Rex? Rex? Boy, if Mom finds out Rex went time traveling to avoid his homework, she'll blow a gasket. I better go after him and bring him back. But I don't have my own time travel apparatus. I'll dig through the wastebasket here for an old copy of Low Power DJ Quarterly. They usually have an order blank in the back. Oh, here we are. The Kingsley Industries Model Mark IV Time Travel Burlap Sack. I think I'll get the deluxe model that allows you to specify where you're going to wind up. It also comes with the ergonomic drawstring. Thanks, Jim! Boy, not a moment too soon. Mom is off the rails calling the police looking for Rex. The Kingsley Industries Mark IV Deluxe Model Time Travel Burlap Sack. Let me just crawl in here. Take me to where Rex is. Hey, wh what is this place? Looks like some kind of ancient civilization. Like Egypt. I better start looking for Rex.
we heard Egyptian Echoes. That was the Rhythmotic Orchestra in 1925, upon which Sidney Bechet and his New Orleans Feet Warmers gave us a 1941 Egyptian fantasy. Yes, young Rex has wound up in ancient Egypt in order to escape doing his geometry homework. Brother Ray had to send for his own Kingsley Industries time travel burlap sack to attempt to bring him back. Rex! Rex! Rex, I found you! What are you doing pulling that giant block of stone? Ray, how'd you get here? Yeah, I got a gig on a forced labor gang. We're pulling these ginormous blocks of limestone to be built into palaces and sphinxes and pyramids. This is terrible. I gotta get you out of here. Well, I don't, I don't mind the work. It's savory lentils and flatbread three times a day. You're all sunburnt and your hands are calloused. Yeah, we, we do nine days in a row and then, and then the tenth day off for laundry and other chores and kicking back a little. You know, this, this ancient Egyptian calendar has three ten-day weeks a month. I didn't know that before. I've studied things Egyptic, those writings weird and cryptic that dot the tombs upon Sahara's sands. I've solved each strange inscription that flies wise Egyptian and hold the mystic secret in my hand. The Irish were Egyptians long ago. Just read between the lines and you will know. It must have been the Irish who built the pyramids, for no one else could carry up the bricks. It must have been a Doyle who dug the River Nile, for no one but an Irishman would fight a crocodile. I think those tads were Turks, Mohammedans and Gurks. They speak of Irish turkey till today. Cleopatra was a colleague who came from Connemara. She lost her nationality while roaming in Sahara. And all the hooligans, all the hooligans must have been Egyptians long ago.
This is Round the World with Cracklin' Jane. for your dinner. Some 1950 practical realism provided by the modern heirs with the help of Les Brown and his band of renowned. This was preceded by John Goss and the 1927 Cathedral Male Voice Quartet. Haul away, Joe! 
and the triumvirate of Tote that Bale was touched off with the tidings that the Irish were Egyptians long ago, as explained by Hum and Strum. We left brothers Ray and Rex in ancient Egypt, where poor Rex has been pressed into forced labor, moving titanic blocks of limestone to build pyramids and other monumental works. Ray is trying to get him released, but hark! He overhears the project foreman being chewed out. It is the second time you have not properly sized how many giant blocks of stone will be needed for the pyramid. The first time you ordered too few blocks of stone, resulting in construction delays that infuriated his royal eminence. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm sorry, my lord. This time you ordered too many blocks and will have to sell off the surplus at a discount. I, I throw myself on your mercy, my lord. King Tut's undersecretary in charge of pyramid schemes is looking forward to having you executed if you make any more calculation mistakes. You'll wind up sacrificed to the crocodiles. Tut, 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 tut. 
King Tut. First we heard Sophie Tucker give a rundown of the famous ancient Egyptian royal, and then the SS Leviathan Orchestra painted a musical tone poem, Tatankamum, both those from 1923, the year after the archaeological discovery of the century, King Tut's tomb with everything in it. You'll recall that our heroes, the brothers Ray and Rex, are at the building site of one of the Great Pyramids. The construction foreman is in hot water for repeatedly miscalculating the number of giant blocks of limestone needed. If he screws up again, it'll be crocodiles for him. Hey, friend, I, I think I might be able to help you. You know, there's a formula for calculating the volume of a pyramid. Uh, a formula? Yeah, why don't we build a small pyramid out of papyrus and we'll measure the sides and calculate the volume using the formula. Well, how, how do we know it's correct? Uh, we'll fill the small pyramid with water and show that the volume of water is the same as the formula. By golly. And then we'll do the same calculation on the big pyramid. Oh, if this works, it's gonna save my neck.
pyramids. The first was constructed by Duke Ellington and his famous orchestra in 1938. Then Artie Shaw and his orchestra decided they wanted to make a pyramid in 1940. Ray and Rex are in ancient Egypt, helping build one of the great pyramids. Ray utilized his knowledge of geometry to help the building foreman correctly calculate the number of ginormous blocks of stone needed for the project. Good work, foreman. You calculated the number right down to the thumbnail. Yes, it came into the last barleycorn. It wasn't the width of a papyrus over what was needed. Not only that, but the project came in perfectly on time. And you're getting a bonus from King Tut, who's very pleased. Jeez, uh, what can I do to thank you, young stranger, for, for saving my neck? Well, my kid brother's on forced labor pulling the giant blocks of limestone. Well, why didn't you say so? Uh, Joseph! Take the chains off in that scrawny guy. Yeah, the one with the burlap loincloth. Hey, how'd you two fellers like to go around to some different nightclubs or so and listen to a little music and maybe do some dancing to celebrate? Uh, do, do they have uh, tummy teas and lentils and flatbread? Thank you.
This is Round the World with Cracklin' Jane. was the Raymond Scott Quintet with the 1938 Egyptian Barn Dance. Before that, we were graced with the Valse Egyptienne, featuring the 1944 Malouf Oriental Orchestra. After helping the foreman of the Pyramid Building Project correctly size the materials needed, right down to the fraction of a finger breath, Ray gets pulled into other engineering projects. He helps out with calculating the height of distant mountains using trigonometry. He figures out the circumference of the Earth, Demonstrates labor-saving devices. You know, stuff like pulleys and gears. The foreman becomes rich. Hey, Ray, uh, we won the Sphinx contract from the Pharaoh. I don't suppose you have a Sphinx volume formula? Ooh, boy. Uh, tell you what, we'll make a souvenir Sphinx, like we did with the pyramid, kind of, kind of a scale model, and stick it in a bucket of water and look at the water displacement and then figure out how much bigger the real Sphinx will be. (laughs) ¶¶ 
ring, just bling, but never tell the single thing you sing. The poor thing worries constantly, is she a he or he a she? The sling, the sling, just sits and sings and sings and sings and sings.
A Phalanx of Sphinxes. First we heard Sam Lannan and his orchestra. And then, not to be outdone, the Anglo-Persians put their stamp on Sphinxology, both those from 1927. Ray has utilized a Kingsley Industries time travel burlap sack to travel to ancient Egypt to rescue his little brother Rex, who wound up in a forced labor gang. And while there, Ray has started a school of mathematics and teaches his disciples the Pythagorean theorem and the geometry needed for land surveying and other handy applications. Let's see, we covered trigonometry and how to calculate areas and volumes and well, today let's go over irrational numbers. You know, like the square root of two. What? Square root of two? Ridiculous! But that's blasphemy! This produces an element which denies the sacred doctrine that all phenomena in the universe can be reduced to whole numbers and their ratios. Well, but if you look at the hypotenuse of this right triangle, you'll see Peter, that the... if an I was you, I'd get out of town. Once the high priests hear about this, you'll be wanted, dead or alive. They consider such entities as the square root of two to be an impossibility. Okay, Rex, let's hightail it out of here. There's room for both of us in my super deluxe Kingsley Industries time travel burlap sack. I'll take us forward to one minute after I left. Better hurry! Tighten up the ergonomic drawstring. Here I am, Mom. Where have you been? Uh, I, I was uh, studying in the library and lost track of time. Uh, yeah, that's it. But you've been gone for three days. Ray, call the police and tell them he's been found. Okay, Mom. And how come you don't have any clothes on? And how did you get such a sunburn in the middle of winter? Uh, all right, never mind. Wash up, both of you. We're having lentil soup for dinner. Oh boy! Lentil soup! I was a fool who would follow no
my back on you You see, honey, I learned a lesson I'll never forget Heaven's help me If I do How well I realize That I lost a precious prize The day that I told you That I was through Five Red Caps in 1944. I learned a lesson I'll never forget. Yes, young Rex learned his lesson about the importance of geometry. Knowing how to calculate angles and volumes and areas might not seem important when you're a kid, but once you're out in the working world, it can be a matter of life and death. After wolfing down a nourishing and taste-delicious bowl of lentil soup, Rex buckled down to his homework with a new sense of purpose. And then, exhausted from the rigors of his adventure, he completely conked out, without bothering to read in bed with his secret flashlight. This is Round the World. Feel free to escape over to cracklinjane.com. Round the World is produced for station WSHDLP in Eastport, Maine. It is heard on many fine community stations.